and behold, uh, Will Zalatoros came out. He's a member there. Jordan Steve, Tony Romo, they're all members there. And uh, he came up to us on the driving range, and I got to meet him and talk to him. And he goes, by the way, I'm going to play like as many holes as I can with you today. Was, <laughs> Great. Ready? Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. On today's episode, we welcome a very special guest. He is Dave Tiedemann. He is the head PGA Pro for Shelter Harbor Golf Course. Um, hopefully, I got that intro right. You got it. You got it right. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and obviously uh, during marriage madness and everything that's going on. So and best time of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> golf season's getting going too. But uh, before we start the interview, we're gonna ask what What do you have for cigar today? What do you What do you got today? I'm just gonna go with a basic Monte Cristo white, something nice, light, and easy. Old favorite. Oh, nice. Yeah. How about yourself, Austin? I'm going with the leather rose again. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Switch it up, man. <laughs> um, I, I went with my father's cigar, so it's good. Yeah. I think I've had it before. I don't know. I've had a couple cigars the past couple days. Yeah, yeah. So everything's good. But speaking of poops, uh, Austin mentioned to me that you went to Yukon. Let's, let's I just want to ask you your thoughts on UConn last night and we'll we'll get back to more of the sports talk after that. Yeah, so there's a lot of thoughts on UConn right now. I mean, it was an up and down year, mostly a very up year. Yeah. The Big East is tough, so that's where their losses came from. Out of conference, they were very good. They beat Alabama, they beat Iowa State, very impressive. And uh, you know, sometimes the defense, sometimes the outside shooting gets a little sketchy. Uh, but Andre Jackson going home to Albany, New York for that regional was awesome. I wasn't sure how he was going to come out of the blocks. Uh, he was going to be too amped up, too excited, but he was great. Sonogo was awesome. They shot it well. They penetrated. They played great D. And, uh, you know, Coach Patina was coming after him, too. So the, the first half, you know, they were down. But I wasn't surprised because that team hit everything. Mm -hmm. But I figured as deep as UConn is, they would hopefully prevail. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a Close game. I was surprised Iona. Well, I wasn't surprised because Iona's like a good team. Yeah. yeah. But I think UConn, they're big. I think they I think they have a chance, an opportunity they play right, can get to pretty far yeah. in the tournament, just depending on who shows up. There's yeah. a lot going on, but they're yeah. definitely capable of going to the final. Four. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> How far do you think they're going to go realistically? So in my pools, I've got them winning tomorrow against St. Mary's, who's a good team from out West. And then mm -hmm. I've got them getting beat by Kansas. And, yeah. uh, I just feel like Kansas isn't getting a lot of respect as defending champ. They've got this freshman, Grady Dick, who's just phenomenal. And uh, Coach Self, if he gets healthy, he'll be back in there coaching them all the way. And, you know, playing in the Big 12, I felt, was probably the best conference yeah. all year with Texas and everybody out there. So kind of giving that the edge. So I'm setting myself up. If UConn <laughs> wins, I'm elated, right? Yeah. If they lose, I'll be like, all right, well, they lost to a good team. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> it's a good, that's a good bracket there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. out over there. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into hoops talk and everything, but we'll, we'll jump into your background. I, first, I want to know, we know you've, I know you put a UConn and your PGA Pro here at um, Shelter Harbor, but how did you fall in love with golf? What was it about the sport that you fall in love with? So golf for me was just really through my two older brothers, Paul and Bob, who became uh, PGA golf professionals and played golf at UConn. I was always a baseball player and a basketball player. So in the spring, I was always playing baseball. And then eventually we started caddying at the local club, the Farms Country Club in Wallingford, Connecticut. And, you know, just one, one spring, I just was like done with baseball, playing golf, got hooked on it and 
I like golf just because you're in every shot. If I was playing baseball, every nine times you got up at bat or the ball came to you if you were at shortstop every now and then. So golf for me just really took off when I was about, I don't know, 12 or 13. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's very interesting. And you also played, you said play basketball. I think you kind of talked a little bit too. Because... Just, uh, you know, I, I played high school uh, basketball for Sheehan High School. I was okay at basketball, better at golf. And uh, I did go out for UConn my sophomore year. Coach Calhoun's first ever practice when he wow. took over UConn, they were very depleted. They were desperate for help. Their two best players, Cliff Robinson and Phil Gamble, were on academic probation. So, Coach, uh, Gianelli knew I played high school basketball and I went out with coach Calhoun had a good run with them. And, uh, I kind of hurt my knee that first practice and Dave Lato, the assistant coach invited me back, wanted me to be like the the third string team. (laughs) And, uh, I I just knew it wasn't for me long-term. So I wanted to focus on my golf spring and fall with, with our two seasons. Yeah. So it worked out good long-term. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's fun though. Was your, <laughs> yeah, was your ultimate decision to go to UConn based off of your brothers, or was it always a dream to go and play there? That's a great question. Uh, it wasn't always my dream. My dream was to go to, like, Florida, you know, Texas, Alabama, you know, go south to play golf. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know what happened. Just as I got closer to being a senior in high school, I was like, you know, why leave Connecticut? I love UConn. You know, my mom even went to UConn. So I kind of just drifted that yeah, way. Yeah. And, uh, and then after, after I got out of college and I became a PGA professional, I, I went to Florida anyways, oh, you nice. know, long-term, but, you know, playing golf in Florida, I just, uh, I don't know if I was going to be, you know, one of the top players down there is very competitive. UConn, you know, playing in the big East, I was able to have a good run with, with the talent and skill level there. We played against some great players, Jerry Kelly and Tim Petrovic are still on the champions tour. They've had great runs on the, on the PGA tour. So we played against some great, great competition, but yeah. it just wasn't, you know, being in Florida or Texas or Tennessee or anything right. like that, yeah, yeah. which was fine, which was fine. That's awesome. I mean, when you're at UConn, like, do you have like a favorite memory, like when you were playing golf there? Was there anything that really stuck out to you? Yeah, I just, you know, to be honest with you, the, the traveling with the team was just the best, yeah. you know, going to uh, the Big East at TPC at Avenal, going to the West Point Black Knight Invitational, Okay. And just seeing places that a kid from Wallingford, Connecticut had never seen. We went to, you know, spring break. We went to Florida. And uh, just all those places that I would have never seen and traveled to was really neat for me. And I, I joke with Coach Pizzino now. He His team goes to Hawaii. They go to Arizona. <laughs> I'm like, I wish we were doing that back then. Yeah, right? yeah. But they've changed and they've developed, and uh, which is pretty fun for those kids that are playing for UConn now. That's awesome. Yeah, that's always something my dad always says. My dad played for Brian, and he was like, I love the traveling with yeah. the team. And he would yeah. always like, they would hang out with the other teams that they played with, too, yeah, uh, like right. against. Yeah. And that yeah. was just a lot of fun. They said they had a lot of good time. Yeah. And, you know, those those players that I played against in college, a lot of them are, are head pros now Shane Jury's up here Chris Humes at Newport National uh played a lot against those guys and my friend Joey Cordani's at uh uh, Simsbury in Connecticut and Steve Berkmeyer's head pro in my hometown at Wallingford so a lot of the guys we played with and against are head pros like myself that's awesome yeah Yeah, it's pretty neat yeah Yeah, it's crazy yeah Yeah, it's fun (laughs) that network never goes away it never goes away and we still talk about you know the matches in the 80s it always comes up (laughs) that's That's awesome that's so cool (laughs) Um, was it always, did you always want to become a PGA head professional? 
You know, so my thought was seeing my brothers do it, I wasn't going to become a head golf professional. I was going to become a, a top amateur, get a job. I went to work for Mass Mutual in Hartford out of college, uh, selling life, health, and disability. And <laughs> I wanted to, you know, just really be an amateur golfer. And then when I was putting on the shirt and tie, going to Hartford, going to the office, really seeing what the real world was about, I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. I think I want to really do what my brothers do. Yeah, yeah. But that education there just showed me that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. So when I've had long, tough days in the golf business, I'm like, well, I know what it was going to Hartford and driving in traffic and doing that whole other scene. So it gave me a really good perspective. Yeah. What is yeah. that process to become like a PGA pro? So it, it's out? changed a little bit. Um, you always have to train under a class A PGA professional. We had two business schools back in the day, uh, school one and school two. And then you had to... Uh, pass your player's ability yeah. test and passing your player's ability test you know it really doesn't sound hard but we had to basically shoot a pair of like 77s for 36 holes but it's under tournament conditions and a lot of play when a flag goes up and you have to compete and score it gets a little tougher yeah. so it's just a, an idea to show that you have ability to play and a lot of players struggle with it a lot of a lot of players can go out and shoot a 75 but then they shoot an 82 or three right and everything just gets uh, amplified from there. Now, today they have a professional golf management school. So when you get out of school, you have your PGA membership and you do internships, your freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. So you've got all this training already. So by the time you're 23, you've got your class A membership. You've been trained and uh, have exposure to all sorts of different operations. And uh, so it, it's a little bit more accelerated. Um so there's there's pluses and minuses with both of them, but you you do have to train under a class A PGA professional and wow. learn the ropes. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's like that's like interesting too because I feel like the popularity of golf. Like, how have you seen the popularity of golf of people trying to get more into the field of like working as a PGA pro or you know getting on the golf course or becoming like? Working? Yeah, I mean, I think the golf boom the last few years. Um, we're actually seeing it go the other way where there's a lot of burnout in golf yeah. uh, just because of the hours, the holidays, the, you know, the weekends. So it's not as attractive yeah. to a lot of people, but I always say it's, it's like an apprenticeship. I mean, if you're going to be an apprentice uh, for a blacksmith, an electrician, I mean, you learn right. from over the last hundred years to learn a trade and then you get your, your own gig when you're probably 30, 32, 33. Yeah. So that's what it is in golf. And I think a lot of people like, when they get out of college, they want to become a head pro or director of golf like me when they're 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we're like, you got to pay your dues. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to pay your dues and you got to put in the time. Yeah, got to work towards it. You got to work towards it. What's What's a little bit of background for you as far as paying those, those dues and then getting the position at Shelter? Yeah, so uh, what I did is I went, when I left Hartford, I went and worked at New Haven Country Club for my brother, Paul, Willie Park Jr., just a great old school club. And then I went to Florida in the winter. So I was mm-hmm. doing the back and forth, went to Benita Bay, which is more of a modern club, Arthur Hills design back in the late 80s. Uh, New Haven was classic from the late 1890s. And, you know, that's what you did. Um, but the cool thing about going to Florida is I met people from all over the country. We yeah. had members from Indianapolis, Chicago, Philadelphia. So that really opened up my network into the golf business. Mm-hmm. And that led to some opportunities for me to either go to uh, Philadelphia to Pine Valley was an opportunity, which was, you know, number one in the country at the time. It's always number one or two with Augusta. I had a chance to go there. 
but Bonita Bay was was expanding and going from two courses to three and eventually to five. So they're like, if you stay with us, we're going to make you head pro. My my boss went to director of golf, so I basically was able to stay year round and have a job, oh, wow. which was a rarity because, like I said, a lot of pros and assistants when they start out, they've got to do the the north and then the south. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. which uh, so that was the Bonita Bay really kind of help my career just take off to the next level that's awesome that's yeah really cool. great yeah so when you were able to do have those experiences play Benita, like you know be at Benita bay what's is there a course that you experienced that you really enjoyed the most that you were like, a part of well I'll tell you what when i went to Benita bay i was there for seven years and we had some members from columbus ohio and that took me where I, had, I took a head pro job at Scioto Country Club where Jack Nicholas learned the game. Oh, wow. And that's Donald Ross, top 100. <laughs> so that would be probably my favorite golf course. Uh, you know, that golf course was, was very difficult. Bobby Jones won a U.S. Open out there, and you were just into a dogfight every day. You'd heat it up <laughs> on that golf course, and, and you're walking the fairways where, where all the grades would walk. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's got to be such a cool, like, historic thing. Very, like, very historic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, very special. Um, what's it been? So what made you leave there and come to shelter? So another great question, because I was happy out there. (laughs) And, but then my brothers, my, my mom and dad, my wife's family, you know, Yukon's out here and, you know, the architects for shelter Harbor were based in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And they would come out and they'd look at Scioto because they want to show clients and look at all the design features. And I became very good friends with Dana Fry. And Dana was like, you're a New England boy. You got to see this project we're doing in Rhode Island. And I just told him, I said, I'm really interested because when I was in Florida, I'd see all my family and friends in the winter. They'd come yeah. out of the cold. I'd see them there. When I went out to Ohio, as much as I loved Ohio, I was out of the loop with family and friends because they're like, yeah. we're not going out to the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going out there. <laughs> and uh, so I kind of kept my ear out for this job. Dana kept me posted. And it took a while as a process. It took over a year. And uh, and then by the time, you know, he said they're ready to interview, they'd already gone through, I don't know, 100 resumes. And I got in the game late. Yeah. And he he was able to tell the founders and the committee, you know, here's a resume that you should probably take a look at. And then it just it just fell into place. Yeah. And then I had to make a decision, you know, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going back east and. I've uh, I've been very blessed. I mean, Shelter Harbor has been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the club, the membership. And I got to tell you, that golf course, I was talking about Scioto, as good as Scioto is. I mean, Shelter Harbor is just so much fun to play. I mean, if I had to play any golf course and wake up and say, where do you want to play? Do you want to go to Wingfoot, Shinnecock? Do you want to go to Shelter? I'd be like, I'll see you on the first day at Shelter. <laughs> yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so good. I, I I second that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so great thing about it. I played it in virtual golf. So it's a lot of fun on the on the virtual golf. But I mean that's awesome that you're able to get to, you know, be at shelter. Um, can you take us through like a just a day or something like as a golf pro that people might not know or don't see or don't understand of like what exactly the, yeah. the, the profession entails? Yeah. So I mean, uh, the old school pros, a lot of our basics are teaching and playing. Yeah. Okay. Promoting the game of golf. So we need to teach the, the membership. We need to be able to play with the membership, but also promote and get you excited about it. But more than anything, I'm an event planner. So if you're 
coming with your company and your clients. Uh, you might be using the cottages. You might be setting up a couple day golf trip. We run tournaments for our members. So I'm a tournament director. Uh, we manage a golf shop. So we've got merchandise that come in and out. So we're, we're dealing with merchandise. We have a caddy program. We have golf carts. I have a staff of 20. Wow. So I'm a manager. So I'm really a golf manager. And a lot of people are like, oh, you must just play golf every day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and, and really the joke is when, when a lot of PGA pros get out of golf is when they play the most golf. Okay. Yeah. Because there's just always something to do. But I, I love the fact when, you know, members and guests come to the club, you're out there meeting and greeting on the putting green and by the first tee and just making sure that they're all set for their day. They're they're excited to play golf and they're going to do their lunch, their dinner, stay in our cottages, experience the golf course. And we do a lot of club fittings. We do a lot of teaching in schools and clinics that, you know, I kind of oversee and I still get to teach and do all that stuff that I love, which are the basics of the game. But uh, there's just so much more. Like I said, I'm more of a manager yeah. and, uh, you know, event planner. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we do right <laughs> yeah. now. We do a lot of that now in the off season. My members are like reaching out to me. Uh, we're coming up for two days of meetings. Uh, you know, I got to coordinate with food and beverage and just line stuff up. So that's very interesting. I w- see, I would never have known that. Yeah. Just because yeah. I don't think you really see. I don't think people really know. Like I think P- I think PGA pros just teach and that that's yeah. you know they, yeah. there's no they don't understand the whole back end of that's like, right. what goes on yeah. unless you're in the profession or in it so right um you're also you, are you still the head of New England PGA's board of- so I just stepped off the board uh, in October after about I don't know I, I don't know it's been a long time so well for them it was uh, six seven years but I was involved with the RIPGA for about five years before that nice. So I was past president of the Rhode Island Golf Association. And then for the New England PGA, I was a district director for two, three-year terms. So I'm one of those guys. I always feel like it's important to kind of give back to the game and be involved. It's hard to find time to be involved with stuff like that. And uh, it was a a little crazy sometimes driving to meetings or doing stuff. But you just get so much back in in return, getting to know other PGA pros, finding out what the NAPGA is doing, the RI pga what they're involved with so i'm glad i did it it was uh it was a lot of fun and uh but now hopefully you spend a little more time at the club and family and try to get some rounds in yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's always great yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah do you have like a favorite hole at shelter harbor so my favorite hole at shelters uh i would say 14 okay 14 from the back tees and the blue tees you have a force carry of about 200 yards and uh the green is elevated and it's got a bunker that's just massive. It just carved out deep. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of good rounds of golf just go down the tubes. <laughs> you know, they were playing great and they got in that bunker and it's done. <laughs> so uh, I like that hole visually. And then as far as strategically, what I have to do on that hole. So that's that's my favorite hole. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Do you have one? That's interesting. Over? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. My favorite one at Shelter. Um there's a lot to pick from, for one. There's a lot of really good holes out there. I think – I'm not going to pick one hole. I think my favorite stretch is 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Just, yeah that finishes top. Yeah, right. and then when you, when you get off, when you hole out your final shot, you walk up the hill and you look back at what you just played – there's, I don't think there's a better view from the clubhouse right. or, or from the back of the 18th green to look back and see – all of 18, 17, and most of 16. 
Yeah, and that view is never going to change. We're not going to see high rises or housing developments. Right. <laughs> it's all state land on the oh, other nice. side of 14 that you're looking mm -hmm. at. So the buffer around Shelter Harbor and just the total acreage just gives you that unbelievable feel that you're the only one out there on that golf course. That's so yeah. nice. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. It's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual golf is great, yeah. but <laughs> doesn't quite cut. It doesn't quite cut it. And I just have but um, yeah, those are all our questions about yourself. And I think we know we're going to hop into some sports, but we'll, we'll cut a word to our sponsor real quick, and then we'll jump Love back it. in the, yeah. the sports. Love Welcome to Vintage Cigar Lounge, the place where you escape to, not from. The place where your cigar options are limitless. A place where friends come together and bond over the finest cigars and drinks. A place where your selected few can retreat to and enjoy premium cigars, great conversation, and your liquor of choice within the privacy of our private rooms. Looking for a place to escape to? Our doors are always open. are back from a word from our sponsor uh thank you vintage and be sure to catch us on the 29th we'll be here live uh, doing a live event for drew estate yeah some, some rolling some cigars over here it's <laughs> a good, good great time uh but so we touched about it a little bit in the beginning of the interview but now i want to kind of jump into it you know it's it's march um march madness definitely has like ruled the past couple of days i actually forgot today was saturday <laughs> the past like watch the tournament i was like shoot it's not sunday so great that's great news for me i just found out but um <laughs> but we we so we talked about uconn but what have you thought of the tournament i mean the upsets that we've had like fdu Beating Purdue last night, we got FAU up, upsets Memphis, Furman over Virginia, Princeton over Zona. Like, what? What are your thoughts? Mm. So, my thoughts are: I think it's good for the tournament. Yeah, because just the emotions when you see these upsets, the kids and the parents for these teams and the coaches, and when they take down Purdue or Virginia, right, or yeah. Arizona the other night, unbelievable, unbelievable. And there's parity, right? So. Austin's played a ton of basketball in AAU. I mean, these kids, they they come up, they've been well-trained. I mean, they're playing against great competition. All those kids that are playing for Fairleigh Dickinson, all these other golf, the other schools, I should say, in hoops, they're they're playing against great competition, so why not beat these guys? Right. Why not play? I mean, they all made it there. Might yeah. as well leave it all on the floor, and yeah. that's what you're seeing. It's awesome. Well, I think it's also, too, like the first time that – a lot of the lower seeds, like the guys from the small conferences, are all in the mid twenties for wins. Like the, a lot of the, yeah. these, like lower seeded teams, are all high. Like have won a lot of games and are actually can play good basketball. And I think this is kind of like a tournament that I feel personally like there's there's not like a number one seed that you can really pick that could win it because I think it's I think this is a tournament that's like up in the air. There's been like times where you're like us oh, top heavy, you know who's gonna go, but now like. I don't know who's going to win it all. Like I, I, like I'm rooting against Alabama, but like I don't know who else is going to. Like Alabama's a good shot, but I don't know who else is going to go. Yeah. You've yeah. got you've got the classic blue bloods like Duke's coming on mm -hmm. fire yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, obviously Kentucky beat PC, and Kentucky had a real tough year until yeah. they got yeah. their act together. Yeah, and Duke's on fire right now. Mm -hmm. Kansas, we we Austin and I talked about Kansas a little bit earlier, and we talked about them. I mean, they're going to be legit they're gonna be right there yeah there there is a like a plethora of of schools that could win it it's gonna be interesting because like you said duke duke wasn't really in in the headlines this year but now that they're playing well uconn's playing well i mean yeah. who knows they, they can match it they could win against st mary's and then match up against 
Kansas and take them down. You never know. People people aren't really on the Kansas bandwagon to go yeah. back to back. So we'll we'll see what it, how it unfolds. Well, it's also tough to judge because if people just watch the conference play, like yeah. they like they those conferences beat up on each other. Like, mm-hmm. But then once you get out of conference, you don't know because you don't know you not you don't see those teams every day. That's you're not right. you're not playing against them, so you're gonna get to get a team that's gonna maybe like shoot play very good basketball you don't know how to like UConn they're big they're strong they met they can match up well with Kansas or something, yeah. or something like that but like you know they play against Marquette because they know each other so like yeah. Marquette has an advantage or they have advantage against each other it's just right. the chess match there so and then we haven't even talked about Houston I mean Sasser's got like a groin injury or something like that so if you're a top team and you get an injury right yeah that's going to affect the rest of the way right and they had a tough struggle last night planning who they play against, but they had a, they had a struggle against the 16 seed. They were yeah, against. I don't even know. I yeah. forget who they were. Yeah, 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 but it's I mean it's a, it's a anyone's ball game. I mean that's what makes March Madness uh, the makes it so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Is there like anything that you like to do, uh, Mr. Chairman, that you like to enjoy to like watch the games or like you, you know uh, all my buddies uh, they got together in in Wallingford yesterday and they were watching games all day. Um, but I, I ended up staying local. Uh, met up with some of my friends from Meriden, Connecticut that live in Rhode Island, Jay Murphy. Yep. So I was with Big Jay, and, you know, he played for BC, and then he played in the NBA. So I met up with him and another guy, Steve Kenny. But I just watched the first half because if I've got the perfect night, I just go home, I watch the second half and hung out with my wife and yeah, watched nice. it. So I want to focus and uh, see my wife's a sports fan too, Gail. So we just – that was a perfect day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really great. Um, is there anyone that you're predicting in the tournament we have in your final four? So um, I've been following Texas and yeah. I've been following Baylor a lot. Yeah. So one of my golf buddies, uh, he went to Texas. So we were texting yesterday and today. So uh, Texas got to play Penn State tonight. Yeah. I feel with what they went through all year playing against all those teams, the Big yeah. 12, Kansas and everybody. So they're going to be they're going to be ready to make a deep run. And then, uh, you know, Baylor, I just, for some reason, I follow Baylor. And they always say in the NCAAs, you need good guard play. And they've got yeah. really good guard play. Yeah. Can't George. Baylor yeah. is LJ great. Cry, yeah. yeah. They are always tough. I feel like they're just bulldogs out there. They, you just, I yeah. don't know, something about Baylor. I, just, I, I, I don't get it. Baylor and you're automatically afraid. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. They just came out the last 10 years or so yeah. in all their sports. Football, yeah. women's, men's. They're just so hard-nosed and they play hard and they just get after it. So yeah. it should be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Baylor's tough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I really have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I think we're, I mean, uh, we did the live We did yeah. the show where we picked and we picked Mark. I picked Marquette. I think you picked Marquette yeah. too. So I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I, like Marquette looks good too. Like yeah. it's just like we shall see. Yeah, sure. it's interesting <laughs> to me. Um, but other sports that are going on too is a golf tournament this weekend in Gosper. Golf tournament. Um, what are your thoughts? We've, we've tied for third. You got uh, Tommy Fleetwood also tied for third. Yeah. So uh, Innisbrook is a tough test. Uh, the Copperhead Golf Course. It's a it's a shot makers golf course. I've played it. It's it's really difficult. And uh, everybody loves watching Jordan Spieth. I mean, he's one of my favorites out there. And then Tommy Fleetwood's like three back or something like that. So I'm really excited to see how he does. Uh, he came to Shelter Harbor last June and did a clinic during the Travelers uh, Championship. So I uh, was able to talk to him a little bit. And he's from Southport, England, which I played out there um, a couple of years ago. I went to England and played with my son, David. So that was cool. So That's we awesome. talked a little bit about uh, England and Southport. And so I'm pulling for him. He hasn't won on the tour yet. Um 
And just as a, as a golfer for all of us in any sport, basketball, golf, I mean, I was asking him questions about his warm-up routines. And the first thing he does, he just talks about finding the dirt, finding the turf. And what that means is he's just trying to make contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think he's going to just throw some unbelievable, crazy, uh, elaborate routine. And he just starts small, trying to get a feel and builds up on it. And he, he broke it down and kept things simple, which I thought was a great lesson yeah. for every everybody listening out there because sometimes we make this game very complicated more complicated than it should be Mm -hmm. and uh so that was a good thing for me to take away from that yeah yeah that's that's awesome insight yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) just get good contact yeah that's what i try to do as well but i mean never really goes the way i want (laughs) 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 not not an average golfer (laughs) but uh yeah no it's this that's an awesome insight to have those conversations with pros have you like had any experiences with any other pros or anything like yeah just uh just two weeks ago uh, one of my assistants is down in dallas at dallas national and uh i went down there to play some golf with him and Lo and behold, uh, Will Zalatoros came out. He's a member there. Jordan Smith, Tony Romo, they're all members there. And uh, he came up to us on the driving range, and I got to meet him and talk to him. And he goes, by the way, I'm going to play, like, as many holes as I can with you today. I just got (laughs) home from uh, Riviera, you know, Tigers tournament on Sunday. But uh, I wanted to see what I can do with you guys. And he's had three runner-ups in majors, including, you know, when Justin Thomas won at Southern Hills last year. And, of course, the country club, he – Barely burned that putt on 18, yeah. and he's still upset about that. <laughs> he thought he made it. Yeah. Uh, so so I got to play with him, and just going out with him and learning and talking to him was was really insightful, and he, he couldn't have been any nicer. He was actually asking me more questions than really? I was asking him. Really? Yeah, awesome. he was really cool, and we uh, were both Titleist staff guys, and you know, so he saw my bag, and he was looking at my irons, and He's like, wait till you see the new irons. So I haven't seen those. And and, uh, and then he was interesting, too. He told me, like, his driver, he cut it down an inch and a half to 44 and a half inches. Lost a little bit overall yardage, but he's gained a ton of accuracy. And he was, like, third in strokes gained that weekend at that tournament. And those guys all hit it far enough anyways. But yeah, yeah. for them to hit it, you know, 320 instead of 330, but find more fairways, so he was given some insight about what he's working on. So with the Masters coming up in a couple of weeks, I'll be pulling for him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great, definitely yeah. pulling for Will. I got a question for you. When you were playing with him, is his putting really <laughs> as bad as they say it is with the hitch? Or? Yeah, so that's a good question. I was watching his setup and his grip. They all use the super stroke fat grips, you know, yeah. so to get a little bit of a benefit with that. And uh, I, I don't think it's as bad as, he, as they make it out to be. I think it's a confidence thing. So yeah. I think that's probably un, under the – to the battle where he gets a little doubt in his mind yeah but when you're watching him just play on a normal basis everything's as solid and tight as it can be oh, that's good yeah. to know man. yeah that's really cool yeah <laughs> might have to throw a couple bets on him yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> any other insights <laughs> yeah i always try to get that scoop uh yeah. one of my friends uh works down there at augusta i'm like who do you like this year you know and it's that's just like the ncaa tournament there's yeah. so many guys that can win that tournament yeah right right and that Masters is coming up soon, too, which is awesome. Like, you got the finals, the, the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament, and you go right into the Masters. You just go right into it. Yeah. It's going to be what, great. What do you think, from from a golfer's standpoint and being around the game, what do you think about when the PGA pros and the live guys are going to be at the Masters together? What do you think is going to transpire <laughs> That's great. there? That's a good question. Yeah, I figured that was coming. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, I think it's, it's kind of unfortunate for the game. 
right? Yeah. That they had to split up so you don't get to see, you know, Cam Smith, you don't right. get to see Dustin Johnson on a on a weekly basis. Yeah. So I think uh it'll be a little divisive. I think once they get there or they see each other again and they're competing, they should just kind of blend in and yeah, they yeah. get you know, you get to play the open and the US open, the PGA. So you know, I, I think they'll figure it out in a, in a lot of ways and get along. And I think long term, three to five years, I want to see what's going to go on. Do they actually figure something out? Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say that I like about the live for now that it's given because those guys have left, mm-hmm. it's just given a lot of younger players more opportunity yeah. to play. Yeah. yeah. So it's created more space for all these up and comers that they would have been struggling on the corn ferries or the other tours. They got a chance to go to the PGA tour. So I like that. Yeah. And then uh, some of the younger guys that are, you know, I get it why Ian Poulter left and Mark Leishman left and some of those guys because they're older and they're not as competitive. Yeah. yeah. But then you got a guy like Matthew Wolf who's 22 years old. Yeah. And he took the money. Yeah. But guess what? He doesn't have to grind, doesn't have to worry about losing his card. So he's kind of set. Yeah. Right. right? So it's it's just so much back and forth. Right. Yeah. It's so much back and forth with that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Matthew Wolf, he won't be able to play Augusta because he's not, you know, world know. ranking yeah, points so, and yeah. he's not a past major champion. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. He's given up on that dream. It takes, yeah. the, it takes the legacy out yeah, of it. That's yeah. the hard part to wrap your head around. That's yeah. it. Do you think there will ever be a crossover event? I think Austin and I brought it up a couple times. Yeah. But like a live versus PGA. Like I think so. Oh, yeah, I think so because – I, I mean, I love the Ryder Cup, yeah, and I was yeah. at the last Ryder Cup out at Whistling Straits, and that was phenomenal yeah. when, when we won, and it was just the best. President's Cup, I don't follow quite as much, yeah. but if there was a live versus the PGA Tour, I'd be tuning into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I, I think everybody think, would. Yeah. I think they have to do they, something with yeah. the President's Cup, oh, and yeah. then if it is a live PGA type yeah, deal, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, it's a must-see TV. Yeah, there's so must much. See. So, so much, like, like I said, like a Tiger – and Phil Mickelson are your captains, yeah. and you got like you know Greg Norman. I know one likes Greg Norman. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you get like guys like teaming up. Like you get to see like a Rory and a Justin Thomas and a Speed team up. And play yeah, it's like a DJ and all of Patrick those, like, Reed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that'd be that'd be yeah. A lot of people would be chomping out the bit of mm-hmm. that TV deal. <laughs> yeah, like in any which way. For sure. But, I don't think the CW will cut it for that. Yeah, <laughs> I forget that. that. <laughs> but it's like CW. I honestly, like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's uh, forget that. That has a sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, that's crazy. Yeah, um, but I think that's all the questions. Anyone yeah. else? You got anything or no? It was a pleasure having you on. I yeah. appreciate it. No, I hope everybody has a great season with golf. It's right around the corner. Yeah. April's here almost, and uh, mm-hmm. season's going to begin. So I'm looking forward to seeing you with the Wesley High Bulldogs coming out to yes. practice and play. And congrats on your Hall of Fame induction. I'm really Thank excited. You. You've earned that and uh, set a great example for all the kids that came up through high school after you and how you gave back your time to those guys with basketball and now golf and still continue with the hoops. So yeah, thank good you. Stuff. Good for you. It. Thank you. Good for you. Awesome. Well, Jeff, thank, thank you. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate your time. And My pleasure. We'll catch you. Maybe I'll catch you at Shuffle Heart. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>